What's going on? Welcome in to another episode of the Fantasy Football Fellas Podcast. It is Lucas and Cameron hanging out tonight. Yes, sir. Recording on Monday, November 7th, right before Monday Night Football between the Saints and the Ravens. Make sure you follow in all of our socials. Before we dive in to anything, we're the FF fellas. That's that's false. We're FF fellas on Twitter, the FF fellas on Instagram, fancy football fellas on TikTok and YouTube. Make sure you subscribe. Notifications are turned on when we're releasing new videos literally every single day into our podcast as well. Subscribe to the podcast uh, and join our chalkboard as well. If you want unsolicited uh, as many uh tips and tricks in fantasy football that you could want join our chalkboard we got a lot of a lot of new things coming out over there uh so make sure you join there we got week nine uh, just about in the books here we're going to recap all of sunday's action we're going to have a few waiver wire ads at the end as well but let's cover some news and notes from this weekend cameron cameron how are you by the way i'll let you get your two cents in here I'm doing pretty good. Uh, we were talking before. I was I was pretty sick last week, so that, that was yes. tough. Um, but we're recovering now, feeling much better, and just, just ready to talk some football. I, I think that kind of sums up how I'm feeling. Yeah. Yep. Well, we're glad to have you back. Glad you bounced back from your illness. Obviously not fun to be sick, but we're glad to have you back here on the pod this week. Yep. Big news that came out today on Monday. <clears throat> Frank Reich got the can. And former Colts center Jeff Saturday is now the interim coach for the Indianapolis Colts. Talk about head scratching. Yeah, I I really think it's I I think me and you agreed on it. To us, it feels like we're ready to tank. We're gonna put someone in at head coach who is you know liked by the fans. They're not gonna get upset at us. We're gonna sit Matt Ryan. We're gonna give Jonathan Taylor two more weeks for his ankles bugging him. Shut him down for the season. That's just what it feels. That what it feels like. Maybe maybe they're trying to run the table or something. I don't know, but it definitely feels like they're getting ready to bite the bullet the rest of the season. I just I don't. What did Frank Reich do to deserve this? He had no Jonathan Taylor. The front office traded him Matt Ryan. Yeah. Like this is the like the biggest scapegoat example I think I might have ever seen because like you're gonna tell me Frank Reich. Like w- should have been able to put a winning record out there with no Jonathan Taylor, Sam Ellinger at quarterback. Granted, it's only been two weeks, but like this just made no sense to me. And then you bring in Jeff Saturday, who has no coaching experience. Yeah. And then Frank Reich was the one calling the plays. <laughs> I know. They don't even have a play caller on this team anymore. I'm just I I don't understand this at all, whatsoever. Uh baffling, <laughs> baffling to say the least. So. Yeah. By the way, news and, notes from, news and notes from around the league brought to you by friends over at Sleeper. Uh, totally forgot to say that at the beginning. Number one fantasy football platform in the world. Uh, make sure you, you can come play with us over on Sleeper down in the link of the audio podcast or YouTube video you are listening to. Second piece of news here. PJ Walker still on track to start Thursday night against Atlanta was pulled on Sunday. I'm not taking too much away from this. I mean, it's Baker Mayfield or PJ no, Walker. No. I would just rather keep the momentum with PJ Walker. This this Carolina team is a mess anyway. So what do they have to lose? Like I it's not like you're starting PJ Walker anyways. No. I hope not. Last week he had negative one points. Yeah, you should not have been <laughs> starting him last week. <laughs> At all. Ever. No. No. Josh Allen suffering elbow discomfort right now. He shouldn't miss time. It is something to monitor, though. I mean, his quote after the game was, well, it's tough to win when your quarterback plays like doo-doo in the toilet to uh, uh, PG it. Uh, yeah, PG it a little <laughs> bit here. Uh, yeah, Josh Allen. It's just something to keep track of. He should play. He should be fine. But, yeah, that's something to track moving forward. That's, yeah. that's not what you want to hear if you're a Josh Allen manager. For sure. You know, because, I mean, it could definitely be nothing. But we also heard that with Stafford, you know, and – Right. That elbows discomfort that also turned into something huge. I don't think it's going to be like that, but it is something just keep be aware of that it is, you know, it's out there. Right, right. Romeo Dobbs expected to miss 
four to six weeks with a high ankle sprain. This is just bad news. I right when the Packers suck, <laughs> they lose a top weapon. Yeah. Um, I mean, I this team at all. <laughs> this Packers team is just beyond confusing. Lost to the Lions nine to sixteen on Sunday. Just, uh, I <laughs> the, at least Aaron Jones escape unscathed. Uh, tests were negative this morning. He should be able to play this upcoming week. He uh, left yesterday's game with an ankle injury. He was left. He even left in a boot. So I'm surprised yeah. Tess came back negative this week. Yeah. Then Sean McVay came out and said changes will be made when asked about the Rams offense. I don't know. Like, what are you going to change? Not throwing Cooper Cup the football? Giving yeah, one I... running back all the touches? Like, I don't. Like, what's going to change, Sean? The only thing I could think of is they shift up the offensive line because it's been terrible. That has to be it. You gotta. I feel like you have to do something, or maybe you're just changing your passing, pass protection, and you're keeping a tight end every game because Stafford has no time to throw the ball ever. They don't get any rushing done. No, no, and I don't think Sean McVay wants to go back to a bell cow running back mentality. Not with this offensive line. Mm -mm. Like throwing the ball to Cooper Cup like works. Like he should recognize that. So it has to be the offensive line. Yeah. Because it isn't going to be the running backs. Excuse me. And, and it'll probably be the offensive line. That would be, yeah. yeah, that's my only guess. And McVay also said, I think it was about a week ago, his future in uh, LA is tied to Aaron Donald, Matt Stafford, and Cooper Cup. So when they're gone, he's gone. I mean, so that's another interesting thing to keep out thinking about LA. They could be in trouble here in a couple of years. I mean, let alone right now, if they're not going to make the playoffs this year. And they have no picks ever. (laughs) Nope. No, it's going to be a brutal stretch coming up here for LA if they can't get their act together. That's for sure. On the other side of the ball, though, in the Rams game yesterday, Tom Brady, Father Brady, surpassed 100,000 career passing yards. Congratulations to you, Tom Brady. My second father. I love you, Dad. I know you listen to the podcast. I love you. You will always be my father. This is just yeah. the running joke, though. Father Brady. <laughs> he's had a he's had a rough couple of weeks, so I think he needed the win in the game and something uh, to... <laughs> something to lift him up a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> something personal to lift... life, and then losing to the uh, Panthers and Steelers back to back weeks. It's needed something. <laughs> needed something. News and notes brought to you by our friends over at Sleeper, the number one fantasy football platform in the world. If you want to join over four million people who all play fantasy football together playing their daily draft. They just launched that new daily draft. If you want to go over there and do some daily drafts, you can do that. Uh, they do they do some player props over there as well. Anyways, 4 million people participating in that. You can do that using the link down in the description of the audio podcast or YouTube video you are listening to. Let's recap week nine. Yes, sir. Let's recap week nine. We had some very, very big performances, but also it kind of felt like the whole season thus far. Yeah. Of... You have one big performance, but everybody else was just okay. All right, yeah. So uh, we want to start highlighting a few trends from over the past five weeks. We are halfway through the season at this point. Uh, So before we even launch into any booms um, and boss, these are both booms and boss. We want to talk about some trends from over the past five weeks. We'll do that right before each positional category. And Cameron, I'll let you kind of take those over um, before we dive into those. So let's start with running backs. Uh, we'll get into to the booms of the week, but uh, some trends we've been noticing over the past five weeks. Yeah, so these are over the past five weeks. I did everything in points per game, obviously, because we got buys and stuff happening. So right. you don't want to don't want to dock a player just because they got a buy. Um, over the last five weeks, so Austin Eckler averaging thirty point three points per game. I think this is for me. All this streams is you don't panic on your studs in the first three weeks unless they're like Najee Harris and visually give you something to really panic about. Right. right, people were saying we gotta get rid of Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler's having a CMC type season right now, the way he's been playing. Yes. Other next thing is Kenneth Walker, Travis Etienne, or Ramondre Stevenson were all given an opportunity and are all top ten backs in the last five weeks in points per game. Ramondre is at uh, Ramondre and Walker both averaging over twenty points per game in PPR. Etienne at nineteen point six. These guys are the real deal. They took the opportunity and they're not letting go. And then, again, talking about don't panic on your studs, Dalvin Cook, Austin Eckler, Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, and Christian McCaffrey, all top 10. All of these guys people are freaking out about, and now they're top 10. I don't, I don't know how much more times we can say don't panic on your stars. 
they'll get off to slow starts. It's kind of inevitable, yeah. right? Um, and and maybe I don't know. You can you can say, well, they shouldn't because they're studs, right? But like, I don't know. We like through the first three weeks, it was just like, oh my gosh, Eckler, he looks awful. Oh my gosh, Henry, he looks awful. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Dalvin Cook, he looks awful. It's just like, hold on. Yeah. Can we just can we just slow down for a second and just recognize these dudes were drafted in the first round for a reason, and they all had reasons to not panic on them, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, that, that's good to note. Good trends to pick up on over the past five weeks. And some of these will be really good as we move down the line as well. Uh, number one guy we need to talk about this week, the history maker himself, Joe Mixon. Ooh. 22 rushing attempts for 153 yards, averaging seven yards per carry, four touchdowns on the ground, added one through the air as well on four receptions for 58 yards, 55 fantasy points, 12th highest score all time like all time in fantasy football for the running back position becomes one of only five players in the super bowl era to rack up over 200 scrimmage yards and five total touchdowns in a single game uh joe mixon's been really good you want to know what i think though he's the ultimate sell high this week he's got to be and i I mean, he had me hot and bothered this week he almost (laughs) led me to 200 points in uh, my our dynasty league uh, he's looking real good, but yeah, he's kind of been a guy I've been thinking about or trying to sell high for a while. He, this is the first game we've seen any efficiency from him at all. I think you tweeted it out during the game, Lucas. I mean, he's seen 3.3 yards per carry, and also this week he sees seven. Um, this isn't a very good Carolina de- team to begin with, and definitely not good against the haven't been good against the run in the last two games for sure. But yeah, he, he's got a bye coming up this next week. Or the week after, I think. I think he's got one game than the bye. Yeah. Or no, it is his bye is this week. Yeah. So you you lose him this week. If you're going to sell high, you got to do it the next couple days because nobody's going to really want to buy a player high off of, you know, going into a bye. Um, And then if you give it a week to kind of settle down, people forget how great this performance was. But yeah, I I would agree. I think he, I think he is a sell high right now. But you, like he is a guy though. It's not just he's a sell. Like you have to sell high on him right now because even if he plays rough, he gets the ball and he'd be a top twelve guy. Right, and I mean even going into this game, he was he was still top twelve going into this week. I believe he was the running back twelve going into this week. Um, and that's the thing with Mixon; he just hasn't been efficient enough this year. Right, three point three yards per carry coming into the game had only seen three total touchdowns on the season, and that's what sucks about Joe Mixon right now. Is that he is going into the buy? Yeah, <laughs> because you're not you're not going to be able to sell on him then, and people are going to forget, and it's going to suck. So if you have anybody who wants a piece of mixing, if the top guy in your league wants a piece of mixing and he's willing to give up another one of his studs, I'd be willing to do it because the the only people that are going to trade for Joe Mixon are going to be the top people in your league who can afford to burn a bye week. Right, we can afford to take a step back and burn a bye week. So, yeah. I mean, it'll be really tricky. I mean, because the other thing is, like, I'm only going big game hunting with Joe Mixon. I'm not looking to take a downgrade. hundred oh, percent. Um, I'm looking to go get an Alvin Kamara. I'm looking to go get a Dalvin Cook. I'm looking to go get a Derrick Henry. But that's the problem, right? Is that like those are those guys' top players as well. So unless they're looking to get a bye week out of the way sooner, like I like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know what to exactly tell you there. It, it's going to be tough to manage Joe Mixon, but. He is not going to score 55 points again. And with how this offensive line has looked on the season in better matchups, like Joe Mixon is going to come crashing back down to earth. We have a lot of other yep. players to cover, but we needed to do that due diligence because I was not expecting that on Sunday. I was expecting a nice game no. from Mixon, but not literally history setting day. Yeah. Yeah. Ken Double Walker. The turns out. Players. The, yeah. Yeah. Right. Ken <laughs> Walker. Turns out he's pretty good at football. Uh, 26 rushing attempts, 109 yards, two touchdowns on the ground, added three receptions for 20 yards as well. Good for 27.9 fantasy points. Dude's the real deal. He is, he is the real deal. No Rashad Penny. Give that man all the work. I mean, he is like the epitome of like a Pete Carroll running back of what he would probably want. What he wanted from Chris Carson, what he wanted from Rashad yes. Penny, what he wanted from... Uh, who else was, uh, I mean, Marshawn, right. This is like Marshawn Lynch 2.0 for Ken Walker, right? That dude is really insanely talented. 
Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna loop this up. The next guy in there, Travis Etienne. Yeah, he was right right on Ken Walker's tails. 28 carries, 109 yards, two touchdowns, another two catches for 17 yards. Both of them are getting carries no matter the score. Right. Like like they are the cent- focal point of their offenses right now, and it doesn't matter. Like Jacksonville was down by so much in this game early. Devontae yes. Adams just dominated them. And Travis Etienne still ends up with 28 carries. Kenneth Walker, 26 carries. Like These are guys you have full confidence in moving forward in both redraft and dynasty. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you you hold on to these two with dear life. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ken Walker, that dude, that dude is special, man. And, and Travis Etienne, he's showing, yeah, give him the volume, he'll go to work. He wasn't super efficient, only 3.9 yards per carry. But yeah, like you said, they were down. 14-0 early on the Raiders, yeah. and they just fed Travis Etienne the ball. And guess what? They won the football game still. Mm-hmm. I think that says more about how bad the Raiders are than it does for sure <laughs> the Jags. But still, right? Like it shows commitment to Travis Etienne. They're gonna feed him the ball nonstop. Austin Eckler, running back four on the week. No surprise there. Not too efficient on the ground, 14 for 47. Uh, but did see seven receptions for 24 yards. Uh, caught a touchdown, a rush for a touchdown as well. Really not the most productive day, yeah. but in PPR, I'm going to take that from Eckler because he still gave you twenty. He gave you twenty four fantasy points still. Yeah, it's like yeah. The, the the quintessential Eckler day. He averaged less yards on the gr- uh, through the air than he did on the ground, which is just bad and uncharacteristic <laughs> of Austin Eckler. Ridiculous. I figured he was twenty four points. <laughs> this is about exactly what I was expecting for his receiving line, right? Like somewhere between yeah. eight to ten targets and somewhere between seven to ten receptions. Uh, I didn't expect only three yards of reception, though. I took That's his over crazy. on receiving yards in a few in, in a couple lines. I, I I then switched to once I saw his uh, prop line was at receptions. Um, it was only at six and a half. I took that instead, but I took his yards initially, and I'm like, my goodness, like this. <laughs> I thought That's for sure he'd crazy. average at least seven eight yards of reception, but yeah. not the case. That's, That's nuts. Derrick Henry, uh, he did not catch the football uh, on Sunday, but he did score two touchdowns while rushing for 6.8 yards per carry on 17 rushing attempts for 115 yards. Oh, Derrick Henry, he's also really good at football, and you should not be surprised by this. 23 and a half fantasy points in a primetime game against the Chiefs where I believe they only ran. I'm trying to remember what number I heard this morning. I believe they only ran like 45 plays. Oh, yeah, because Malik Willis only had 15 pass attempts. Right, and... Oh, Dontrell Hilliard got in there as well, but I believe it was only 45 plays total. That's Meanwhile, nuts. Patrick Mahomes is slinging the ball. We'll talk about him later for 68 times. Like what? <laughs> That's just crazy. But yeah, the Derrick Henry already is the most scary player for me next year in redraft. Oh, yes. What oh, do you do with this guy? That. He doesn't, he's not slowing. I mean, he's averaging seven yards a carry right now and they know they're giving the ball. So what do you do next year when he's 29 years old? It's just ridiculous. I I have to imagine that's when they slot Malik Willis in there and they start running more read option and take a little bit of pressure off of Henry. But like I, but still I haven't Malik Willis. They haven't let him do much of anything with the football as of recent. No, Derrick Henry's been getting more carries and been more efficient. It's just I I do I'm so nervous about next year trying to explain to people if you should take like. Do you take him in the first round or do you take him in the third or fourth? Like, I have I think no you idea. still take him in the first. I mean, we'll discuss that when the time comes next but year. It's but it's going like, to be so scary. It's, it's going to close my eyes and just <laughs> yes. hit the draft button and then oh. and forget about it. Cordero Patterson, he's back. 13 rushing attempts for 44 yards. Not the most efficient day, but he did fall into the end zone twice. Mm-hmm. Good for 18.3 fantasy points. Jeff Wilson Jr., 9 for 51 added three receptions for 21 yards and a touchdown there. That surprised me. I did not expect Jeff Wilson to just walk in and take over from Raheem Moster. Yeah, it was interesting because he was another guy, super efficient. Um, Obviously, the touchdown helped him out, but even without the touchdown, he still scored double-digit points. Um, Yeah, that's definitely something to watch. Is he actually taking over? Was it just the place, uh, like the fact that it was the 35-32 game? But we'll talk about him later in the waiver wire pickups because he's he's definitely a name to watch. He yeah, I think he needs to be rostered at this point. I he was in yeah. my waiver wire stashes. He was at like forty eight percent rostered mm-hmm. going into the weekend. I was shocked by that. Yeah. Um, 
and I still put him on my stashes because I'm like, if he's in your league, like you got to stash this guy still. If you have Raheem Mostert, you need to stash him because we all know what can happen to Raheem Mostert at the drop of a hat. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, 15 for 60, three receptions, only 10 yards, but still scored a touchdown through the air. I'm, let me look at something quick. How many weeks has Ramondre Stevenson seen oh. more than six targets now? Is that he the is, fifth consecutive week? He is putting up Austin Eckler type receiving numbers right now. It is. He really crazy. is. It's it's insane. He is. Let me see. Fifth, so fifth and receiving targets in the last five weeks. So over the or past, yeah, yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six. Over the past seven weeks, six of the past seven, he's seen at least five targets. Seen at least seven each of the past three weeks. I mean, Ramondre's getting involved in the passing attack. Mac clearly likes him there. Um, that's something to watch going forward. That is something to watch going forward. I mean, Ramondre's already good as it is, but like, man, he he's looking real good this year. I'm really glad I uh, bought into him late in the offseason this year and decided uh, he may have league winning upside. And yeah, I'll tell you what, he's keeping me single handedly in a few of my leagues right now. For sure. Michael Carter, 12 for 76 against the Bills. Had himself a nice day. A rushing touchdown as well. Added a reception for 12 yards. 15.6 fantasy points. And Miles Sanders, uh, 17 and 93 for five and a half and a touchdown. I mean, Miles Sanders has just been playing good this year. He's running back 15 on the season. Um, I'm fine with him proving us wrong. It's about time he proved us wrong. It's yeah. He, I mean, they almost brought in Alvin Kamara, though, so that that should tell you something about Miles Sanders' future, at least. But yep. if they're going to continue using him like this, uh, he's going to continue to be a at least mid running back two most weeks. Yeah, I mean he's ten to fifteen points every week, and right. so he's he's not going to pop off for crazy weeks. Um, they use too many other running backs. Jalen Hurts runs the ball too much, but he's consistent enough with like how well the team team has been running as a whole. I mean, he's more a product of how good the offensive line is than anything. Well, that, yeah, that's really what it is in the nature of the offense where they have to yes. worry about 25 different people at once. Yeah. yeah. Let's move on to wide receiver booms of the week. Uh, before we dive into that, I mean, these are just some juicy notes from the past five weeks here. We just want to talk about some more trends as we look forward to the rest of the season. Now that the, the, the season is fully established and underway, Cameron, what do you got for us from the past five weeks? Yeah, so I mean, the first thing comes – is just kind of speaking of how great Tyreek Hill has been. He's got 11 more receptions than any other wide receiver in this, um, whatever, last five weeks. Per game, he's averaging a full reception more than any other, or full reception more than any other receiver. Um, almost one and a half um, targets more than any other receiver. He is on pace for 2,100 yards. It's absolutely insane. He's averaging 25.7 yards per game, and he's got one touchdown in those five games. Him and him and Justin Jefferson are the only two in the top fifteen that are that have one touchdown. In everyone's got more than one. Everyone else has more than one touchdown in the top fifteen. Both of them are top five. So if anything, that should just say Justin Jefferson, Tyree Kill, the rest of the season are just going to be that much better because they're not going to do worse in the touchdown um, right. target or touchdown category. Um, DeAndre Hopkins has been on fire since he came back. He's a um, he's top five in points per game. Um, so if you held on to DeAndre Hopkins through the first six weeks, traded for him, you're feeling really good about that. And then the other one that surprised me the most, McCole Hardman and Juju Smith-Schuster, both top 10 in points per game over the last five days. Of course, this starts right after I dropped a sell high on Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, so I'm feeling really good about that. The <laughs> thing about Hardman that we got to keep in mind is he does have five touchdowns in those four weeks. So obviously it's going to be a little bit inflated, but you you take away those five touchdowns, he's still averaging eleven points per game, right? Which is you know still if you're picking up McCall Hardman, if you could get eleven points and then maybe up to eighteen a week, you're you're feeling pretty good about that. Thing about Michael Hardman, Sky Moore has not chipped into his snaps at all, oh which gosh, is what Sky I've Moore been expecting. For the, I've been expecting that for the past four weeks of like when are we going to see Sky Moore? When mm -hmm. is Sky Moore going to get on the football field? Justin Watson has still been getting out there. Sky Moore has not seen an uptick in snaps. Mecole Hardman is still playing right around 50% of the snaps each game, and he's getting the volume. He's taking advantage yep. of those snaps. It's absolutely crazy, uh, the tear that Mecole Hardman is on. But Juju Smith-Schuster, like, you and I were kind of talking about it before the year started. Like, there is some league-winning upside there. Yes. Um, 
but if we are, I mean, and now that this Chiefs offense has found its groove, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is not going to throw 68 times every single week. But I mean, you have to take note. Juju's been double digits for four straight weeks now. Nicole Hardman has been double digits for four straight weeks, if not five. Um, yeah. I, these are just things you have to take note of, the trends that we're noticing. You do what you want with it. If you mm-hmm. believe in the Chiefs, hold on to them. If you're like, ah, I want to get rid of Nicole, do it. Um, yep. I don't know what you're going to really get trade Nicole Hardman for, but. Just things to keep in mind as we're halfway through the season at this point. Yeah, the thing the thing I really like about Juju moving forward is he is he is averaging six and a half receptions, a little over eight targets, and about seventy five receiving yards a game. So he, I mean, he's got a con- real consistent four at least over the last five weeks. Right, he absolutely does. Number one wide receiver on the week, Devontae Adams, seventeen targets, ten receptions, one hundred and forty six yards, and two touchdowns. You think he had something to say to the coaching staff no after kidding. last week? Quarter one, he was six six for six catches, six targets, eighty eight yards, and a touchdown. First drive, was he yeah. not? Twenty points on second. the first drive. It might have been the first, just the first drive, but yeah, it was not. I mean, came out and just thrown to him like they should have the whole time. And they still lost. Yes, <laughs> which is just They're embarrassing. A <laughs> They're a bad team. <laughs> which is just embarrassing. I mean, Devonte Adams is good. This is what you should be expecting from him. Maybe not seventeen targets, but like in the top eight every single week is what you should yes. be expecting. If the Raiders are smart, they're going to continue to feed him going forward because oh Josh Jacobs isn't going to single-handedly carry you to victories. No. That's not going to happen. No. Tyreek Hill, man, seven receptions, eight targets, 143 yards, found the end zone this week, good for 27.3 fantasy points. I mean, he's just – like, again, I think I, I said this on last week's. I'm I'm fine admitting I'm wrong, okay? Like, I am fine admitting, like, man, we should have really invested in Tyreek Hill. I didn't like we're we're talking what 143 divided by seven. How many yards per reception are we looking at there? We're looking oh. at we're looking at 20 yards of reception, yeah. right? Like like these are the things that just like like the Debo last year, right? He's averaging like 18 yards of reception. Yeah. Like, that is insane. That is not sustainable for a full year. Whatever Mike McDaniel is doing, man, just get these guys into space. I saw this stat on Twitter the other day too, I believe. Uh, actually, it was just today. Uh, yards of separation. Both Tyreek and Jalen Waddle are seeing at least three yards of separation on the routes. That's insane. If you're a defense, how can you allow that? Yeah. Like, you know what Mike McDaniel wants to do is just give them the ball in space. Three yards is more than enough because once the ball's in their hands, bye, you're not catching You're not catching no. them with three yards of separation. Either of them. It just blows my mind. Yeah, we really... I mean, what it comes down to for Tyreek Hill and Waddle is we really underestimated Tua and just how good McDaniel was going to be calling plays for him. Right, right. And, and it was one of those where Debo was still fine without his rushing work last year, but you also had yeah. to recognize like just the volume wasn't there and without the rushing work at the tail end of the year, Debo would probably be closer to that 10 range versus yeah. the you know top three range. Uh, and both Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle are just sustaining you know top seven numbers on the year. Yeah, it is just absolutely insane. incredible. It's incredible. Cooper Cup. Back where he belongs, eight receptions on nine targets for 127 yards and a touchdown. Uh, can we move on? I mean, this is what yeah. you expect every week. He's gonna Matthew Stafford's gonna force feed him. If you're surprised by this, you've been living under a rock. So <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Same thing with Justin Jefferson. Seven receptions on 13 targets for 115 and a touchdown. Uh yeah, Justin Jefferson. That man is is really good at football. I yep. I'm going to move on there as well. We don't yep. need to spend much time on him. Christian Kirk is back. Eight receptions on nine targets for 76 yards and a touchdown. Uh, look, this is the bounce back game we needed from Christian Kirk. Yes. How are you How are you value, valuing him going forward? Because he put up single digits mm-hmm. the prior three weeks to this week. Uh, is this yeah. instill any confidence in you going forward? How are you feeling? Yeah, he's a guy with definitely has a negative trend over the last five weeks. We'll talk about him a little more later too, but it does have to instill a little more confidence. I treat him as probably a, you know, a low end RB or wide receiver two moving forward. Um, it's just because we know what he can put up. So, you know, in the range of like, uh, I, I still put him in like a Terry McLaurin range. I think yeah. is, is where I got him right now. And that that's kind of where I'd keep, keep him at. Cause I think I think Trevor Lawrence is good enough, and with ETN the way he's running the ball, that's going to open up even more um, yeah. to kind of sustain that wider receiver, wide receiver two range where you you could get an eight point week, but then you could also get you know this twenty point week. So, yeah, 
yeah, they're Christian Kirk will always get the volume. He's always going to see the seven targets every single game. Like mm-hmm. that's what you should be expecting. And once he falls into the end zone, it's all icing on the cake, right? Yep. We just talked about Nicole Hardman, six receptions on nine targets for 79 yards and a touchdown. He's just been so good and his snaps are not going down. Sky Moore cannot chip into those. Justin Watson cannot chip into those. Like Nicole Hardman mm-hmm. is going to continue being on the football field for the Chiefs. Yep. If he keeps putting up numbers like this. For sure. What do you do with him going forward, though? Are you try- like obviously you're trying to sell him, but also like what can you realistically get for him? Yeah, I I really don't know how much you're going to get for him, um, especially if you're in like your home league. Nobody's nobody's paying attention to the name Miko Hardman, right? He's, he no. hasn't put up a good enough week where everyone's like, ooh, you know, Miko Hardman. So honestly, I'm probably just going to hold on to him. Maybe you can like throw him in. You know, you could do a mix in and Nicole Hardman for a Camara or something like that. You know, if somebody's like enamored by Mixon, you can kind of just put him in on top and say, hey, this guy's been top 10 or is a top 10 wide receiver over the last five weeks, you know, right. something like that. But yeah, that would probably be the way you could sell McCall Hardman. Yeah, that that has to be it because you're not going to get standalone value from McCall no. Hardman. He has to be a sweetener in a package. Um, yeah, he has to be a sweetener in any, in any kind of trade package, really. Jalen Waddle, we talked about him. Five receptions, seven targets, 85 yards and a touchdown. Just under totally underestimated him this year. Um, I look and I and I love Jalen Waddle. Like I do. I've been on this podcast before expressing my love for Jalen Waddle. Uh, and I will continue to love that man. He is still on my jersey list. I he's he, that, that Dolphins team is just so incredibly good. I cannot believe it. Juju Smith Schuster. Talked about him. Talked about a lot of these guys already. Ten receptions on 12 targets, 88 yards. Good for 18.8 fantasy points on the day. Alan Lazard, only four receptions on 10 targets, but 87 yards fell into the end zone. I mean, his stock only goes up from here. No Romeo has for the next four to six weeks. His his stock goes up. Uh, are you like, uh, you can't really trade for Lazard because he nearly just put up 20 points, but like, are you looking to sell Lazard? Or are you, because, I, I, it's not, this has been a rocky road for all Packers players this year. Lazard has been the most consistent by far. He's been he's been averaging um, close to 14 points over the last six weeks. So, you know, if you got him as your wide receiver two, or even you probably have him as your wide receiver three, right? Uh, I'm I'm probably holding on to him unless you know you got somebody who's really buying into it. Uh, also, uh, I just want to throw this out because I just got a yep. text. Uh, yeah, yeah, trying, I just got that too. Trying to chirp me in our league because he's my only quarterback. Uh, Josh <laughs> Allen. They're looking at a potential UCL injury. Um, if I'm not mistaken, that's what uh, Stafford had. Did it, it is what Stafford had? Uh, um, I am not. Or was it sure, a little different? Um, so it is um, the ligament and related nerves is what he's being evaluated for. Um, so that, that did just come out. Um, so obviously, still something to monitor, something to watch. Uh, we'll know more probably by Wednesday. Yes, Matthew Stafford did have a problem uh, with, uh, yeah, his ligament as well, the UCL. Um, he did yes. play through yeah. it. So. He did play through it. He and did. He Super Bowl, so. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, there's still that going for him, but, yeah, that is yeah. something to keep an eye on because for Stafford sure. has not looked this like No, this not this year at this all. Year. Yeah. Back to wide receivers, though, last one, yep, and we'll move on that. to then court. No, 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 that's good. That's good. We talked yeah. about that because it needed to be brought up. Uh, Josh Palmer, eight receptions on 10 targets, 106 yards, good for 18.6 fantasy points. Whoever that that wide receiver won in uh, Los Angeles is going to be, they're going to put up fantasy points. Yeah. We were clamoring for you all to pick up Josh Palmer over the past really three weeks. Yes. This is exactly why. Uh, mm. We didn't predict Keenan Allen being out, but like with how banged up this Chargers team was, it'd be silly to not have their wide yep. receiver one and DeAndre Carter, who you know didn't put up a too bad of a day himself. Yes. Not to have them rostered. Let's move on to quarterback booms. Uh, we got quite a bit to cover here in the last 20, 25 minutes or so. Yeah. Uh, trends from over the past five weeks, Cameron, that we've been seeing at the position. Yeah, I'll fly through these real quick. Mahomes and Burrow both averaging over 350 passing yards a game. Mahomes averaging 375 passing yards a game. Um, just, just crazy numbers from those guys. Justin Fields, QB one over this time and QB three in points per game. Just nuts. Uh, we'll talk about just, him. 
absolutely crazy. Jalen Hurts, Tua, Tom Brady, and Daniel Jones are the only QBs without an INT over the last five weeks. Just, I just saw that stat, and that's just crazy to me. Um, you know, the three of these guys, you wouldn't have believed that stat last year. So, right, um, pretty incredible. And then Kirk Cousins, Captain Kirk, seventh in points per game over the last five weeks. Uh, he should super be a reliable. starter. Super reliable. Starter. Yeah, eighteen 100%. plus most every, almost every week this year. He's yeah. super reliable. Super reliable. There's a reason he's been our start of the week each of the past three weeks, uh, either Tyler or I. Let's start with this man, Justin Fields, though, because he, too, made history yesterday. 17 completions on 28 attempts, only 123 yards, but good for three passing touchdowns. Oh, but he also ran the ball 15 times for 178 yards, breaking the single game rushing record by a quarterback originally set by Michael Vick, the 173 yards also scored on the ground. They're good for 42.7 fantasy points. He was my start of the week. If you're not listening to the stardom Saturday episode, you should be because Tyler and I have been dropping absolute gorgeous information over there. And if you would have listened, We've given given you the quarterback one on the week. I'm sad I just traded Justin Fields away, but I acquired a DeAndre Swift in the deal, and it was 100% worth it. At any rate, one of the biggest... I I know we've done overreaction Monday earlier throughout the year, but like there just hasn't been enough over the past few weeks. But I did see this today, and I sent it to both you and Tyler. Justin Fields over Jalen Hurts the rest of the season was the take. Yeah, and I've seen a couple people saying Justin Fields is a difference maker gonna be a special talent in the nfl are we really gonna overreact to one week where he went 17 to 28 passing for 123 yards i understand rushing was you know the biggest difference maker in the world but he's still not a special passer no you know and so and like the fantasy take jalen hurts is better all around except for maybe yardage wise rushing than justin fields Right. I think Justin Fields can improve on his passing. 100%. I think he can. But let's not jump to this conclusion. Let's no. not let's not get ahead of ourselves saying Justin Fields is a elite generational game-changing league-changing talent. Like let's let's not quite jump there yet. So, because Tyler isn't on the episode and I feel personally safe that we can do this. Let's play a name game. Yes. <laughs> let's play a name game. Yes. You like name games. Tyler does do. not like name games. I know, he's ridiculous. We're looking at Justin Fields' rest of season um, in lieu of the tweet that we both saw today from respected respected analysts in the industry. Um, I don't want to name names or feel like we're, we're coming at said analyst, but I, that just took me aback. I couldn't believe it. Yes. So let's start. Justin Fields or Jalen Hurts, rest of the season. Who are you taking? Hurts. Hurts. I'm not even thinking twice. I'm taking Hurts as well, and I am not thinking twice about it. Justin Fields or Josh Allen? Josh Allen. I'm taking Josh Allen. We do not need to discuss that any further. I'm going to pull up projections. We're just going to go down the list, or not projections, um, like on the season stats. We're just going to go down the list of top quarterbacks on the season. Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. Yes, Patrick Mahomes. I would take as well over Justin Fields rest of the season. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Justin Fields. I will take Joe Burrow as well. That one, I think, admittedly is closer than I want to think. Joe Burrow was currently the quarterback three on the season, and that's why I'm not going to overlook that one. Nope. Lamar Jackson, the quarterback five on the season, or Justin Fields? Lamar Jackson is Justin Fields, just better. (laughs) It's just better Justin Fields, right. (laughs) That's exactly it. I'm taking Lamar Jackson. Here's where we start having conversations. Kyler Murray or Justin Fields rest of the season? I'm going to still lean Kyler. Kyler, for sure, is one of those guys. If you can trade Kyler for Justin Fields plus, then we start having a real conversation. Yes, I would 100% trade Kyler for Justin Fields plus. And I think, I think a couple of those other quarterbacks we talked about, I would as well. Yes. Um, but Kyler for sure is where I really, really would consider that. So here's what's crazy. Now we start getting to Geno Smith or Justin Fields rest of season. And that's where I take Fields. Because admittedly. here's the deal. We just went through the top six quarterbacks. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray are all top six. Justin Fields is number seven on the season. Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. You're going Justin Fields. Yes. 
Kirk Cousins, Justin Fields. You're going Justin Fields. I'm going to go Justin Fields, yeah. I would as well. Marcus Mariota, Justin Fields. You're going Justin, Justin Fields. Justin Fields. Tua Vailoa at 12 or Justin Fields? This is where this is the one I think is really tough for me. I probably am still going to lean Fields because the rushing is just insane. But Tua is just as capable of popping off with these great weapons. I mean, we've seen it, right? We've seen yes. him put up back-to-back great performances. I'm going to lean Fields as well, and it is the rushing upside that, that yes. keeps me with Fields. Here we go. Justin Herbert or Justin Fields rest of the season. Justin Herbert has not been good this year. No, and this is what scares me. He's So I'll, I'll, I'll spoil it. When we get to the bus, he's quarterback 21 over the last five weeks. Yeah, and I would trade Justin Herbert I for would, Justin Fields plus. plus I, w- I would 100% do that. right now. And it's not a knock on Justin Herbert. It's the fact that Mike Williams and Keenan Allen have not stayed healthy. And you don't know how good they're going to be rest of the season, you know, health-wise. And I think you could get a pretty big plus for with Justin Fields when you trade Herbert. Just, Herbert's got that name, and he's going to have it rest of the season. Absolutely. Tom Brady, Justin Fields, rest oh, of season. Fields. I think I would, anyone else's fields for me. Everyone else's fields for me as well. The And I don't even want to throw out any other names because, yes, everybody else is going to be Justin Fields. So right now he is number seven. And really, like that's where we have him, right? It's yeah. Tyler. It's Lamar. It's Jalen, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. Otherwise, we're trading Justin. You know, we're trading those people yeah. for Justin Fields plus. It's been a long enough stretch that you have to start buying into the legitimacy of him as a fantasy quarterback. I mean, we're talking at least seven rushing attempts in every single game this year. We're talking eight plus in every game, but one double digits in five games on the season, four games on the season, excuse me. Yes. Four games on the season. I mean, the, the rushing ability of Justin Fields is a cheat code. It's a cheat code. So yeah, you, you absolutely can go can consider trading some of your stud guys. Oh, Dak Prescott or Justin Fields rest of season. That's the that's, other name. That's another good one, but I do think I'm going to lean Fields. I'm, Slightly. I just chose Dak over Fields. So I am going I feel obligated to say Dak, but like that's my that's my true breaking point there. It's a 50-50 for me at that point, right? Yeah. Cuz it the thing is Fields definitely has a higher ceiling. But Dak is going to be way more consistent rest of season, I feel like. Yeah, I I would agree with that. I think Justin Fields is the the sexy shot in the dark. Yes. He could pay absolute dividends or he could come crashing back down to earth soon because he's still not the most talented passing quarterback out there, no. even though it might not matter. Yeah. All right, let's cruise through the rest of these quarterback booms because we still have tight end booms and a whole lot of busts to get through. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, threw the ball 68 times. When you throw the ball 68 times, you should probably finish. He, I think he was kind of robbed of a quarterback one finish on the week. Let's be 100%. honest. 100%. Because Justin Fields went nuts. Uh, but Patrick Mahomes, when you throw the ball 68 times, you should be the quarterback two on the week for 446 yards. Only one passing touchdown. That's crazy. That is insane. Did fall into the end zone as well. Uh, six for 63 and a touchdown there. Um, he's really good at football, and so is Josh Allen, who uh, despite – really not his best NFL Mm -hmm. game as again, once again, he described it's tough to win when your quarterback plays like doo-doo in the toilet. Uh, 18 of 34, 205, no touchdowns, two interceptions, but did fall into the end zone twice on the ground, nine rushing attempts for 86 yards, 26.8 fantasy points. Again, keep an eye on that UCL uh, Mm -hmm. in the coming weeks, but uh, you're you're probably going to start him most weeks because this is what he can do even when playing like absolute crap. Yep. Two attack of Iloa, 21 to 30, 302 yards, three touchdowns, 24.1 fantasy points. This is exactly what we're talking about. Like Tua is like an every week starter at this point, I fear. Yeah. 15 yards of reception. Which is just nuts. Insane. Geno Smith, 26 to 34 for 275 and two. Six rushing attempts for 38 yards, 21.8 fantasy points. Gino is just balling out, man. Seattle's just making us look stupid and more stupid and stupid by the week. He's just unbelievably consistent. It's ridiculous. I'm still having trouble believing it. Like, I just don't know where this Gino... uh, Maybe this is just what happens when you have such a successful running attack with Ken Walker that Gino can just be unleashed. Like, is that what... I guess so. So That's what it looks like. Maybe Pete Carroll's formula has been right all along, and we just look stupid for doubting Pete Carroll. (laughs) (laughs) Oh... Jalen Hurts, still a top six quarterback on the week, despite, I mean, it really wasn't even that great of a week. 21 to no. 27 for 243 and two 
nine nine rushing attempts for 23 yards really wasn't great there. No, he didn't have to do much though. That's the thing. He played the right. Texans. Right. That is also true. When you play the Texans, you'll probably stumble your way into a top 10 finish. Yes. Joe Burrow, 22 of 28 for 206 and a touchdown. Rushed for a touchdown as well. 19.1 fantasy points. Kyler Murray, 25 of 35 for 175, two touchdowns. Uh, he did find the end zone. Uh, no, he didn't find the end zone on the ground, but he did add fumble. eight rushing attempts for 60 yards. That was a fumble he added. Still had 19 fantasy points. Then we wrap out Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins at the top 10. Carr, 21 of 36, two touchdowns. Kirk Cousins, 22 of 40, 265, and two touchdowns. Yeah. That wraps out our quarterback booms of the week. Let's move on to the tight ends. Not a whole lot you can really say about those final guys. No. Not too much to dig we need to do into them. Tight end trends over the past four weeks, or five weeks, excuse me, Cameron. What have we got? Kelsey's the only dominant guy right now. He's averaging yes. eight more points per game than everybody else over that week. Um, Taysom Hill's still been a top five wide receiver over the last five weeks. Tight end. Um, yes. Yeah, wow. tight end. That's crazy. And he's only had three targets. So he's riding, <laughs> he's really riding that 30 point day. <laughs> yes. Yep. And the difference between tight end two and tight end 10 is 4.7 points. That's the same difference between tight end 10 and tight end 34. Um, well, that's so crazy. Pretty much just mediocre tight ends after the top for sure 10, but after the top five, it's really just everyone's 10 between five and 10 points a week, which is just crazy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Cause you draft guys like Kittle and Waller and Pitts yeah. in the third or fourth round thinking I got a positional advantage and you don't, it turns no. out you don't, you don't have a no. positional advantage. Dallas Goddard. He's turned out to be a really nice player this year. I wish I would have I I kept my chips in on him. Cause I was really in on him before they traded for AJ Brown. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I guess when you apparently, apparently did addition to a player's values just by adding more talented players around them. Like I, I like, guess so. I can't believe it. Eight receptions on nine targets for a hundred yards. Granted, Devonta Smith is suffering from this a little bit. Let's yes. not get it twisted. Yes, he is. Um, Devonta Smith has been suffering, but eight receptions on nine targets for a hundred yards and a touchdown. Twenty-four fantasy points on the week. Yeah, yep. he he. I think might be the best tight end value this year. Yeah, he's averaging six receptions and eight targets over the last five weeks. Extremely talented. I had said, you yeah. know, if you could go on trade Pitts for Goddard when Pitts oh, was easily. just kicking the can, yeah. um, I hope you did that. You're not going to be able to now. No. Cole Komet. Hey, Cole Komet. Good to see you, buddy. It good is. Good to see you, man. Five receptions on six targets for 41 yards and two touchdowns, 22 fantasy points. Uh, if anybody in your league is a sucker for Cole Komet, and is absolutely desperate at tight end. Go trade Cole Komet while you still can because mm-hmm. he is not going to have much value going forward. Nope. Travis Kelsey, just where you expect him to be. 10 of 17, 106, no touchdowns though, which is just crazy. you got 17 targets and you can't score Travis wow. Kelsey? That's ridiculous. I can't believe that. Uh, he He's due for a touchdown here in the coming weeks. He has to be. Yep. I thought it'd be this week and he got the target volume to do it, yet couldn't find the end zone. Kate Otten, five of six for 68 in a touchdown. Uh, when Cameron Brake does not play, Kate Otten needs to be in your lineup. I believe he's been a yep. top 10 tight end each of the weeks that Cameron Brake has been out. Yeah. TJ Hawkinson. Kevin O'Connell said he was going to be involved, and he absolutely <laughs> was. Nine receptions, nine targets, 70 yards, 16 fantasy points on the week. You'd love to see it. Us as Minnesota Vikings fan, this just like warmed my heart. Oh, it made um, me so happy. <laughs> I wish Ty was here to show his receipt because immediately after the game, I was with him. We were joking about it. He went out and bought himself a TJ Hawkinson jersey after that game. Instantly. He bought a real TJ Hawkinson. No, yeah, no like go. shipping it from across overseas or anything. That's a legit. Uh, That's an emotional investment. Yeah, it is. Ooh. I applaud him. I should have asked him to buy me one since it was that impulsive. No <laughs> kidding. Hurts. Just just tick it up to two. <laughs> Zach Ertz. Uh, five five receptions on eight targets for 40 yards and a touchdown. It, that, this is the story of Zach Ertz this year. Watch me get seven plus targets. Watch me only catch the ball three to five times a game. Watch me only rack up 35 to 50 receiving yards. Oh, but it's okay because I'm going to find the end zone. Like exactly. <laughs> Zach Ertz, it is the ugliest duckling of 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 stat lines this year, yeah. but he keeps scoring touchdowns. So it doesn't he matter. Does. No offense. Five of six for 96. Good for 14.6 fantasy points. He's been decent recently. He has, he's starting to get back to maybe you could stream him here or there. Uh, Cause he was not existing to start the season. 
Correct. Yeah, I'm I'm not excited to do that, but no. something to keep in mind. Yep. Oh man, Josiah Duguara. Oh brother. Five of five for 41. Stay away. <laughs> Stay away. I mean, we're talking less than 10 fantasy points. Hunter Henry, James Mitchell. I know. Like these are all guys who had less than 10 fantasy points. This is how bad the tight end position is. Top 10 on the week, and they have less than 10 fantasy points. Oh, it's just absolutely ugly. Don't don't chase those guys. Don't chase no. those points, those finishes. Don't chase no. them. All right, those were our booms of the week, Cameron. We literally have 10 minutes to get through. Uh, I can do it. Bust of the week and uh, some rapid-fire waiver wire. Let's do it, though. Running back bust of the week. What do you got over the past five weeks for us? Connor, JT, Monty, and Najee all outside top 20 running backs. Kareem Hunt and Melvin Gordon outside top 40 running backs. And CEH, our guy, and AJ Dillon outside the top 50 running backs. I just had to add that one for fun. That's all in terms of points per game. But those guys have been really disappointing. Um, obviously Connor JT been battling injury, but still to be outside 20, you know, you're kind of, you, we were hoping for a lot more and just haven't seen it. Right. Yeah, that's exactly. And let's start with Clyde Edwards, you 2.9 fantasy points on the week. The running back 41, four rushing attempts, five yards, one or two receptions for 13 yards. If you said Clyde Edwards, you was going to be good. Third best running you're back wrong. on the team. <laughs> you're wrong. Okay. I was right. We yes. were right. Yeah. I, like I, like I'm not even gonna victory lap that. That's how no. dumb that take was from the get go. Yes. Oh, but he, they they designed plays for him in the red zone. Not when Patrick Mahomes is giving a magic shovel passes. Uh, exactly. Oh, I hope you sold high because he's not even the starter on that team. Mm-hmm. Deonta Foreman. Oh, brother. Four point one fantasy points. Running back thirty eight on the week. Only seven rushing attempts. I mean, they were just getting absolutely smoked this whole. Yeah. Week. Yeah. No other choice. It makes sense, but it's still really disappointing. Really disappointing. David Montgomery, 5.4 fantasy points and running back 35 on the week, 14 attempts for 36 yards. Uh, this backfield is just ugly. 14 and for 36, man. He That's has just to abysmal. Have, he has to have the worst efficiency on the season. Like he has been under three yards of carry like every week except two. I mean, he's under three yards per carry here. Yeah. 14 to 36. That's like two and a half. That's less than two and a half. Yeah. 3.7 yards per carry on the on the season. It's just abysmal for David Montgomery. Yeah, and Khalil Herbert's there just gobbling up touches as well. Yep. Honorable mentions here. Look, A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, man, they just oh, were apt. This was the perfect game for them to submit. Yes. Like, this was we the perfect were so game excited about them. And it was one Packers of those games. <laughs> I literally, I told Ty, uh, I, I believe it was on the Stardom Saturday episode. I said, this is going to be the game where, Aaron, where the Packers just decide Aaron Rodgers needs to throw the football for yeah. whatever reason on the one-yard line in the red zone. Two interceptions in the red zone for Aaron Rodgers. Run the football. Like, I don't, I, I'm delighting in this as a Minnesota Vikings. Fan. Don't get me wrong. Don't, don't get a twist. I'm delighting in that. But like, from a football perspective, that drives me nuts. Yeah, I don't know what their thought for. I mean, LaFleur is going to lose his job pretty soon if he keeps Oh, he's going job. to. He has to. Abysmal. I don't know what you do when you sign literally largest quarterback contract to ever exist, Aaron Rodgers. He's about to walk out mid-season yeah and you can't even fix this off like what the only thing you lost was Devontae Adams is it like I mean the offensive line has been playing like trash too don't get me wrong Mm -hmm. there are so many things wrong with Green Bay Antonio Gibson was running back 26 on the week which is just sad 6.7 fantasy points and he was mainly a running back two on the week yeah he was the reason I put him on there is he's just a guy that disappointed us oh disappointed us yeah, Hi- hyping up the receiving work. I mean, receiving work because he should have. I mean, he, the guy's been averaging like six six targets a game over the last three games before last week. No JD McKissick and gets one target or one reception. And it's just like or two receptions. I think he got, but still, it's it's just ridiculous. Like two he just 12. went away from it. It was uh, disappointing. It was just a weird game because it's not yeah. like Washington was chasing points, but also. No. Again, you just expected more from Antonio yes. Gibson this week. Wide receiver bus on the week. What have we seen over the past five weeks, Cameron? Um, so CD Lamb, T. Higgins, and Michael Pittman all been surprisingly disappointing outside the top 25 in points per game. Obviously, Debo battling injury, but also Godwin, Christian Kirk, DK Metcalf, and Devonta Smith all outside the top 30. Godwin's um, been seeing a ton of targets too. I know. Yeah. And DK Metcalf has felt pretty decent as well. Right. Um but still outside top 30. Dylan Curtis, Samuel, and Amon Ra outside the top 40. Obviously, Amon Ra has been battling injured as well, but he's wide receiver 62 in points per game. 
Probably Portland yeah. Sutton and Drake London outside the top 80 wide receivers. It's abysmal. And then just for fun, Elijah Moore outside the top 150 wide receivers. Just for fun. <laughs> just for fun. Uh, two quick thoughts. Godwin has seen double-digit targets, I believe, in four of his yeah. past five games in his, since his return, which is just nuts. Which is why I couldn't believe how far down he's been. I mean, he hasn't scored more than like 13 fantasy yeah, points during that just stretch, ridiculous. though. It's just kind of crazy. Uh, yeah. Cortland Sutton, are you buying low on him right now? Yeah, I want, man, I really want to, but it's it's scary. I would, I would try to buy low, but it is scary right now. I think you can get him at such a scary low price that yes. I'm willing to, to do yes. it. If I'm at the top of my league and I can trade away probably my wide receiver four to get Cortland Sutton, like if you built up oh, yeah. that deep of a team, I would do it. Yeah, Curtis Samuel for Cortland Sutton. Goose egg from Robert Woods. Zero receptions on two targets against the Chiefs. Malik Willis was throwing in the football. Malik Willis effect. <laughs> Drake London, wide receiver 60 on the week with seven fantasy points, three receptions on seven targets for 23 yards. Marcus Mariota effect. Yep. Devonta Smith, only two targets for 22 yards, 4.2 points on the week. I, I, oh, something about that Drake London stat line is off uh, because it is off. Uh, it should be. 4.3 points. It's still so 7.1. That's okay. We didn't change that afterwards. Oh, I just read it bad. off the dock. You're good. Devonta Smith, though. Yikes. He's been... I, I'm looking to buy low on Devonta Smith while I can. Yeah. Yeah, he's... Man, he's been disappointing just because they've played so well in the passing game the last couple of weeks. But you got to think it's going to start coming his way. He's he's too talented for it not to. Right. And when you play the Texans, not every wide receiver is going to be relevant. Like, A.J. Brown yeah. only had 57 receiving yards, I believe, yeah. in that game. He just like, ended up with the touchdown. Right, exactly. DJ Moore, six targets, two receptions, 24 yards. I mean, they just could not do anything against the Bengals. No. And when all the Bengals did was run and take time off the clock, you're not going to have much time of possession. Nope. Michael Pittman, garbage. Three to they six for 22 back. yards. I like. I don't know what this team thought of benching Matt Ryan. I get he hasn't been good, no. but it's not like Sam Ellinger is going to take you any further. No, and he hasn't shown you anything yet, so you might as well just – try to put people in the seats to keep Matt Ryan in and make it interesting. Which is about what's happening right now. Honorable mentions, yep. Gabe Davis, the wide receiver, 42, 5.3 fantasy points. He's like, he's just not producing at a level that managers need him to be right now. Nope. Mike Evans, nine fantasy points, the wide receiver, 33 on the week. Adam Thielen, 9.7, the wide receiver, 29. And Amon Ra, the wide receiver, 30 with nine and a half. Seemed like a decent game for Amon Ra to try and break out too. They just could not make like that Lions Packers game was just. I'm yeah, glad was, I was watching the Vikings game because that would not game. have been any more fun to watch. No. Quarterback bust of the week over the last four weeks, Cameron. What have we been tracking? Justin Herbert. I mentioned this earlier. Outside the top twenty quarterbacks, averaging fourteen fantasy points. Brady and Rogers are quarterback seventeen and eighteen. Derek Carr, Russell Wilson, Matt Stafford, all averaging below 14 fantasy points a game, which means they're also outside the top 20. And Jared Goff, he was the guy that we were kind of talking about, a sneaky streamer beginning of the year. Quarterback 30, averaging 10 fantasy points a game over this stretch. Yeah, I uh, made him my streaming option after I traded away Justin Fields. Mm. I'm still going to win this week. I'll let you know that. But, like, man, uh, after – disappointing. I mean, I like that's what I got back in my deal because I knew I was because I have Dak as my starting quarterback and yep. I knew I needed to stream and Justin Fields. I was super excited to, but I needed to make him part of the deal to get the deal to go through. I'm like, well, I want Jared Goff in return then because I actually like him as a streaming option this week. And based yep. on who else was on the waiver wire, I just wanted Goff. Yeah, he didn't do me too well this week. No. Justin Herbert, quarterback 17 on the week, 13.1 fantasy points. He still threw the ball 43 times. Yikes. One touchdown, one interception. That's not a good day. Quarterback 12 on the season in points per game. He's going seven for seven. He was going for seven and a half yards per attempt last season. It's only at 6.4 yards per attempt this season. Just not moving the ball down the field at all. And it's tough when you don't have Mike Will or Keenan Allen out on no, the field. Like, uh, that, like that is an effect of this. Yeah. But it has just been bad for Herbert. Matt Stafford continues to be bad. 13 to 27, can't even complete 50% of his passes for 165 and a touchdown. You take out the massive Cooper Cup touchdown, not to say look at how bad he was, or you take away something yep. good, but like just being realistic here, he was 12 and nine, he was 12 to 26 for 98 yards. It's just gross. You can you can cut him. You should have cut him a long time ago. Yeah, he should have been. 
I can I, mean, I can talk about our honorable mention too. Yeah, go for it. Yep. Um, the reason I put in I put in Malik Willis here. He only had seven point two points, third worst quarterback, five of sixteen, eighty yards, uh, three attempts for eight yards rushing. Reason I put him on, people were saying he whenever he starts, he's got such a great rushing floor. You know, he's gonna be he's gonna be just fine. No, Malik Willis is not a good quarterback. He was he is not pro ready. There's a reason he slid as far as he did in the NFL draft. Um, like Justin Fields went tenth for a reason. Team really believed in him. Willis fell to the third round because 32 teams pass on him almost three times. So yeah, almost you, three times. You, you just got to remember that. Like just because a guy can run doesn't mean he's going to be, you know, fantasy relevant. Right. That's exactly it. And especially when you have Derrick Henry in that same backfield, yes. they would much rather run with him than they would rookie yeah. quarterback Malik Willis, who's been a spot start, not a full-time starter. It's been because yes. Ryan Tannehill is out. Let's get that very clear. Malik Willis yes. has not won this job. No. Tight end bust of the week over the past four weeks, Cameron. What have we uh, been taking down? Schultz and Gerald Everett, two guys, you know, Schultz kind of feeling like might be better with Dak back. Everett has some chances, both outside the top 20 in points per game. Dawson Knox, another guy, he was, I think he's tight end 14. Again, just touchdown dependent, barely seeing three targets a game. Seeing Which is disgusting. 3.2 or 3.3 targets a game. And there are only 10 tight ends averaging double digits. And two of them are averaging exactly 10 points. What I want to know is how many of them were actually drafted. Yeah, it was to be starting tight ends. Oh, I can look at it quick. It was, it was low too. Um, oh, let me go super fast. Five, week five to nine. I should have just kept it up. All right. No, you're good. So we got in the top 10, we got Kelsey, Kittle, Goddard, Taysom Hill was not drafted, Mark Andrews, and Joku. Wasn't drafted. No, uh, not maybe at the end. At least. Nope. Dolchich, not drafted. Ertz, Engram, not drafted. Hurst, not drafted. So really half of those guys you didn't even draft to be starters. Yeah, yeah. four Which of just five crazy. drafted. Yeah, nuts. Kyle Pitts. <laughs> Back where he is. Oh, Back to absolutely stinking. Mm-hmm. What a disgrace. Two of seven for 27 yards. He's still bad. <laughs> He's going to have one good game every once in a while. He's going yeah. to. Marcus He's Mariota effect. But as soon as he does, get him off your squad. Mm-hmm. Evan Ingram. This was just disappointing because he was playing Vegas and he was been super involved, but only got two mm-hmm. targets, one reception for eight yards. Just a pitiful week. Still won the game, but you expected Ingram to be involved a little bit more this week. Yep. Tyler Conklin, only 1.7 fantasy points after seeing a ton of volume, but I think that's what the Buffalo Bills will do to you. Mike Kosicki, tight end 43 on the week, 1.3 fantasy points. Both guys who looked like they were bouncing back, but maybe are not anymore. No. All right, that wraps out our boom and bust players of week nine. Granted, we still have Monday Night Football game, but... You all will already have witnessed that tomorrow. And since that game will be over by the time you listen to this podcast, let's do some rapid fire waiver wire here. We're running over time, but it's really going to be, it's going to be rapid, rapid fire waiver wire. Waivers do run tonight. We want to make sure you are prioritizing the right players this week. So we're going to rapid fire list our top waiver wire ads of the week to close out the episode. Cameron, I'm going to let you start. Um, I'll just do two real quick because McCole Hardman talked about it enough. You know, we've explained yes. why to add him. Next guy, Jeff Wilson. Um, we talked about him a little bit too. Nine of 51 on the ground, three of three for 21 yards and a touchdown through the air. Very involved in his first week in Miami. Yeah, at least have to, ha- someone has to have him on their roster just in case he does win the starting job moving forward. Absolutely. Yes. Those two, you, you need to be rostering those two moving forward. Absolutely. My first one, uh, he was on by this week, but Donovan Peoples Jones. Double-digit fantasy points each of the past three weeks. He has seen six-plus targets in four games this year. Uh, He has gone over 70 receiving yards in four games this year. He's gone over 50 receiving yards in six games this year. He's currently, he's only wide receiver 52 on the season despite getting off to a slow start. But again, you mix in a bye week in there. Um, Look, I think Donovan Peoples-Jones in PPR formats, like you have to be, you have to be keeping tabs on him. I think he should be on your roster. Nice little piece to have. Uh, I'll talk about my second one right away then as well. Greg Dulcich, man. 
He was on by this week, but you have to roster this guy because did you say he was top five over the last four weeks? Yeah. I mean, look, and he's only played in three of those games, 12, 11, 12. Uh, Dulcich has been incredible uh, in those games. He was a tight end 11, the tight end seven, the tight end nine has seen over 50 receiving yards in two of those games. He's caught a touchdown in there as well. Like big D baby. He, he, he needs to be on your team. He needs to be For on your sure. team because tight ends like him don't come around and he's going to be your one waiver wire tight end ad that's going to pay off this year. So yep. if you're desperate for a tight end, go get Greg Dulcich. Yep. And Kate Otten is mine. He's, the, he's another tight end. He's not the same as Dulc, Dulcich where I'm rostering him and play him every single week, but I think he is a good streaming option. Like Lucas said, without Brait, he's been getting some pretty good volume. Uh, he's been tight end 11 over the last five weeks, and he did see a lot of volume last week. Uh, he's a guy I would chase. Brady does like his tight ends in the red zone. He does indeed, and as long as Mike Williams is out and Keenan Allen, look, he already said he's not going to play until he's 100% healthy, and the fact he played right before the bye and came out of the bye not healthy, yeah. I'm not too optimistic for Keenan Allen moving mm-hmm. forward. That means you should go get DeAndre Carter, who's on the field for 83% of the snaps on Sunday. He had a wide receiver 26 finish this week, so he finished in flex toward territory. 10.6, uh, no, excuse me, uh, 10.3 fantasy points, six targets, five receptions for 53 yards. He's seen five targets each of the past three weeks. And before the bye against Seattle, he saw 94% of the snaps. So when these two, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, aren't out on the field, DeAndre Carter is going to be we're assuming Josh Palmer's picked up in your league. If he's not, Josh Palmer's the priority over DeAndre Carter. Uh, but in 12-man sleeper leagues, let me check Josh Palmer's roster percentage quick. Uh, he's rostered in 75% of sleeper leagues, yes. And DeAndre Carter, on the flip side, <clears throat> I believe he's only rostered in like 30 or so. And I'm going to confirm that number mm-hmm. for you here. He is rostered in 42% of leagues. So, yeah, go out and get DeAndre Carter while you still can. Definitely. As well. So to recap, Nicole Hardman, Jeff Wilson, Kate Otten, Donovan Peoples Jones, Greg Dulcich, DeAndre Carter. And frankly, if we had to order those, Cameron, what's the order you're throwing them in? If I'm putting them in order, I'm probably going McCall Hardman. I'm probably actually gonna go Greg Dulcich, McCall Hardman, uh, Jeff Wilson, Donovan Peoples Jones, Kate Otten, DeAndre Carter. Yeah, I think I'm gonna agree with that, except I'm yeah, I'm gonna put Greg one. I am gonna put Nicole two. Yep. Jeff Wilson, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Kate Otten, DeAndre Carter. I would I would yep. agree. That's the order I would go in as well. Anything you want a quick add before we wrap out this episode? Uh, getting close to playoff time, so you guys. Now is when you go find your studs. Now is when you really start, get, especially if you're six and two or whatever, or gonna be seven and two, six and three after this week. Don't you? You're okay to lose a week or two, and you can sacrifice a guy on a buy to go get a stud. Yep, absolutely. Uh, if you're top of the league, this is when you start building your super team. That time starts now. Yep. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Fantasy Football Fellows Podcast. I'm at Lucas Wenzel on Twitter, Cam Law 317 for Cameron. Follow the Fellows accounts as well, FF Fellows on Twitter, the FF Fellows on Instagram, Fantasy Football Fellows on TikTok and YouTube, where you should be subscribed. You should have notifications turned on, just like you should for our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from. And join our community full of league winners. We are coming out with all sorts of new great content for our chalkboard. We're going to be engaging with you all a ton over there down the link uh, of or down the description of this audio podcast or YouTube video you are listening to. Thanks again for tuning in. Two out of three of us hanging out tonight. Two stooges being That's dudes, true. the fantasy football fellas. We will see you all midweek to forecast week 10 of NFL matchups. Deuces. Deuces.